let's continue what it is to have true Ahavas Israel. Now, yesterday we spoke, we spoke about the, um, we spoke about Rosh Hashanah, I believe, just let me check here, yeah, we spoke about Rosh Hashanah, because we want to go through these high holiday periods, and why? Because it sets the tone for our entire year, and this tone is what we have to have in mind in the rest of the year, of every single day, as we go through life. We don't want to wait until Rosh Hashanah to do Teshuvah. We want to do Teshuvah every day. We want to do Heshbon Nefesh every day. We want to see how we treat our fellow Jews every day and make sure that we treat them in a proper and respectful way with loving kindness because the sins that are atoned for in Yom Kippur are not sins you know that are between man and man that's the, these are the sins that are atoned for are the sins between man and Hashem but the sins between man and man are not atoned for in Yom Kippur so we just have to understand these days of awe which should be days of awe that we should have in our lives every day. Not just once a year, but to take them and bring them down throughout the rest of the year. And so we want to go, we want to go into the essence of each of these days and how it relates to Ahavas Israel. So now let's go to Asarei Yemei Teshuvah. Okay, uh, Asarei Yemei Teshuvah, which is the 10 days of repentance, are amongst the greatest gifts Hashem has ever bestowed upon us. Regarding these special days, the Rambam writes that even though repenting and crying out to Hashem are always beneficial, during the 10 days encompassing Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, they're even more beneficial and they're accepted immediately. Rabbi Lazar Papo, author of the classic Pele Yoetz, wrote many prayers to be recited on various occasions. They're compiled in the Sefer Best Tefillah. One of these prayers is entitled, A Prayer for the Jewish People. He writes the following introduction to this prayer. Be oh, behold, I have written in my country's Oros Eilim, the statement of our sages, that anyone who is able to pray for compassion on behalf of his friend and does not do so is called a sinner. And furthermore, they have stated that the Kohen Gadol was punished in that one who was exiled to the Arei Miklat, cities of refuge, for committing unintentional murder. He had to remain there until the Kohen Gadol died. And this is because the Kohen Kadol should have prayed on behalf of his generation that such crime should not have happened. Yet he didn't. And therefore, I, the poor and destitute one, have composed yet, yet, have, have composed an all-encompassing prayer that one should recite on behalf of the Jewish people so that no calamity shall befall them. And he quotes a prayer and he says that at the very least, one should say it during the auspicious time of Aseris Yemei Teshuvah, for perhaps then Hashem will accept the prayer. And during Aseris Yemei Teshuvah, although we are all working on our own personal growth, we, we, we can't forget to focus on others as well. We have to keep in mind that we are working together as a group, and we therefore have to act this way. Think about your fellow Jew. Do something for him. As Apelo Yoetz tells us, this is a time to pray for others. What better way is there to strengthen our Havas Israel than by reciting a prayer on behalf of the entire Jewish people? So interestingly, in this prayer, the Peleyowetz invokes the prayers of the Kohen Gadol. As mentioned during Rosh Hashanah, we have the power to pray like the Kohen Gadol. And perhaps the status extends throughout the entire Aseris Yamei Teshuvah, like the prayers of the Kohen Gadol. This prayer focuses us away from our own personal concerns and onto the needs of the Jewish people, which we can do every day. Every day of our lives, we should be doing this. And so the Ramban writes that during Asares Yemei Teshuvah, the custom of all Jewish people is to increase their charitable donations and to increase their good deeds and mitzvot. 
and Masechokma interprets good deeds to mean acts of kindness. And this seems quite puzzling. During these special days when we're preparing for Yom Kippur, the day where our verdict is sealed, shouldn't we be focusing on repentance and prayer? Doesn't the very name of these days, the Seres Yemei Teshuvah, the ten days of repentance reflect their essence? Why then does the Rambam stress the importance of giving charity and doing acts of kindness during this time? So Masech Chokmah explains, as we know, the main focus of Yom Kippur is the service of the Kohen Gadol. And the time of the Bet Midash, the Kohen Gadol would spend the entire day of Yom Kippur in the Bet Midash of offering various sacrifices while confessing his sins and the sins of the Jewish people. The climax of the day, perhaps the most exalted and lofty moment, occurred when he entered the Holy of Holies, the place where Hashem's presence is concentrated, a place where no one else is permitted to enter and offered the Ketoros. And this service was performed only once a year, and due to the intense holiness of the Holy of Holies, if the Kohen Gadol was not worthy, he would perish in the course of performing his duty. So today, we no longer have the Bet Midash. Our Musa prayers describe the entire service of the Kohen Gadol at great length. And we hope that by reciting these prayers, we can in some way connect to the service in the Bet Midash. So the Mesech Chokmah teaches that the service of the Kohen Gadol in the Holy of Holies re represents the Jewish people's process of repentance on Yom Kippur. And the Kohen Gadol enters the Holy of Holies completely disconnected from the mundane world and connects himself to the Divine Presence dwelling there and likewise in Yom Kippur we refrain from tending to our physical needs through our prayers and repentance we truly connect to Hashem achieving clarity and direction in our lives so furthermore he writes that when the Jewish soul is completely attached to Hashem it becomes cleansed and purified and that's this just as like the Kohen Gadol's primary mode of bringing atonement for the Jewish people on Yom Kippur was through his total connection to Hashem during his service of the Holy of Holies so too the Jewish soul receives atonement on Yom Kippur by cleaving, by cleaving to Hashem. And so, however, he says that the Jewish, the Jewish soul can be connected to Hashem only if it is part of the entire Jewish people. Are you listening to this? The Jewish soul can only be connected to Hashem only if it's part of the entire Jewish people. The Jewish people as a whole are always connected to Hashem. And when an individual joins himself to them, he too becomes connected. And but how does he become part of the Jewish people? This happens only through giving charity and doing acts of kindness and chesed. That's why it explains the Meshach Chokmah, chesed and caring for one another are so important. During these days of Aseres Yemei Teshuvah, that through kindness we can become part of the Jewish people. By being part of the Jewish people, we connect to Hashem. And this connection atones for our sins and purifies the soul. And one of the main focuses during a series Yemei Teshuvah is asking forgiveness from others from any wrong that we have, may have done to them. Whether the wrongs occurred between friends, family, siblings, or even spouses, everyone asks another for forgiveness. And why is this so important? The Mishnah states in Yom Kippur atones for sins between man and Hashem, but it does not atone for sins between man and his fellow until the wrongdoer appeases the person he has wronged. That is, if the person has wronged someone, even if he genuinely repents and pleads to Hashem for forgiveness and spends the entire day of Yom Kippur immersed in prayer, his effort is no avail because Hashem does not forgive him until his friend forgives him. And so the cleansing power of Yom Kippur depends on the forgiveness of others. And that's why it's so important that prior to Yom Kippur, we ask forgiveness from everyone that we may have wronged. And regarding this, the Rambam stresses an important point and he writes, 
It is forbidden for a person to act cruelly and not be appeased. One must easily must be easy to appease and difficult to anger. And when one is asked for forgiveness from one who wronged them, he should forgive him wholeheartedly. And this is the way of the Jewish people. So the Ramban is teaching several important principles. First, someone who doesn't forgive his friend is cruel. So don't be a cruel person. And furthermore, when forgiving others, don't do it half-heartedly, merely uttering the words. A person must truly forgive his friend with all his heart and really mean it. And finally, this is the way of the Jewish people. We are a forgiving nation. We don't bear grudges against others for years after they've wronged us. We forgive and move on. And it's important to note that we're not obligated to overlook any wrong that was done to us and just allow ourselves to be victims. Indeed, elsewhere, the Ramban writes, if one's friend sins against him, he should not remain silent. It's a mitzvah to make the person aware of what he did and ask him, why did you do such and such to me? Why have you sinned against me in this specific area? However, the Ramban concludes, once a person realizes what he has done wrong and asks for forgiveness, we have to forgive him. And this is a crucial point. People often associate forgiving, easygoing people as meek and unable to speak for themselves. People think that fighting for rights shows strength. This is misconceptions. We have to be able to speak up for ourselves when we're being wronged. But at the same time, when the sinner regrets his deeds and asks for forgiveness, we have to readily and wholeheartedly forgive him. As mentioned, this is what the Rambam calls the way of the Jewish people. He supports, it with an, he supports this with an outstanding example of the extent of this concept. The Torah relates the story of Abraham and Sarah arriving in the land of Pelishtim, where Abimelech was king. As explained in Rashi, Abraham feared that when the people saw his beautiful wife, they would kill him and take her for themselves. And he therefore told everyone that he was his sister, rather that she was his sister rather than his wife. So indeed, she was taken by Abimelech. And Hashem punished Abimelech as well as his entire household and servants with a terrible affliction. And realizing that he had done something wrong, Abimelech returned to Sarah and to Abraham. However, the affliction still remained. Abraham prayed to Hashem to heal Abimelech and his household, and his prayers were answered. And we see from this account that Abraham not only refrained from taking revenge on Abimelech for his wicked deed, but he even prayed to Hashem to heal him. And this teaches the Ramban that that is the Jewish, the way of the Jewish people is, this is the way of dealing with those who seek forgiveness. Not only to forgive, but to pray for them, care about their welfare, and treat them as that they have done nothing wrong. So as we can see, this is not just something that we do once a year on Yom Kippur during the 10 days of repentance. No, this is something that we should be doing every single day. Every single day, we should be forgiving and we should be davening and we should be doing chesed and we should be caring about our brothers and our sisters and we should be asking for forgiveness if we did something wrong and we should be forgiving if they ask us to be, you know, to, if they ask to be forgiven. So this is something that we need to be doing on a daily basis, not just once a year. This is just a reflection of these high and holy days where this, the light of the creator, the cosmic window is open. For all the gates in Shemaim are open for everyone to come and do teshuva. But this is what we're expected to do every day. Why wait until one time a year to have a lot of things accumulate? Well, you may not even remember what you did to so-and-so or to this person or that person. Why not just clean your slate every day? Clean your slate every night before you go to bed. Do a cheshbon nefesh. 
Who did I hurt today? Who should I say I'm sorry to? Who should I forgive today? This is something that we do in Kriya Shema. Before we go to sleep, we, we forgive everyone and we don't we don't hold anyone accountable for anything because we don't want any, anyone to be judged on our account. So too, we have to live our lives every single day, caring about our fellow Jews, being part of Klad Israel, doing chesed for Klad Israel, forgiving someone that hurt you and praying for them and praying for Klad Israel in general because we're one big mishpacha and a person is not a Jew unless he's part of Klad Israel because Klad Israel is part of Hashem. Baruch Adonai Leolam Amen Ve Amen.